What's up? <clears throat> Excuse me. That was not cute. Let's try that again. What's up, y'all? It is girl Jerry Alicia, and this is your weekly Dear Christian Black Girl episode. It is DCBG Thursday, and I am so excited that we are here on today. Um, y'all, today we got some heat for y'all on today, so I'm super excited to delve in this topic on today. I got my girl Tiffany Dillard with me. What's up, boo? Hey, y'all. Good morning. Good morning. How are you? I am. I'm good. <laughs> okay. It looks like you look into your left or your right. Well, there you go. Here. Yeah. You, you got to look at the camera. Oh, well, how y'all doing? <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> what well, is I'm, happening? Well, it just, I have this iPad horizontal, so the camera's over here, and it's weird because normally I'm used to it being right here. You got to look at the camera so we don't think you cross-eyed. Oh, wow. See, I'm going to have to remember that because y'all yes. be looking <laughs> Wow. Okay. Um, How are you today? You look really close to your camera. I And I feel like I am, and I've been pushing myself back. Okay. There we go. Okay, yeah, that's better. That's, that's a lot better. <laughs> All right. What's up, boo? How are you this morning? I'm doing great. You doing great? Yeah. Okay. Yay. How's your week been? It's been, well, I have family in, so it's been good. Oh, yeah. Y'all was at the Airbnb chilling. Yeah. I was like, look at y'all. We have family in, so I'm good. I'm good this, this week. Yeah. I had a little mini staycation in the great state of Texas. Listen, it don't matter where you are. A staycation is a staycation, and it it makes all the difference because you were like, "Ooh, I ain't know I needed them two days." Right, and then the thing about it is, is I got the option to like work still mm -hmm. and just take my laptop and just work. So that was amazing. So that just that's let me good. know I can go anywhere I want to go and just take my laptop and do it. Yeah, yeah, that's what's up. That's what's up. So y'all, today we are gonna talk about trauma bonding and I know that's a hot topic that that's that's something that a lot of people are talking about right now is trauma bonding but we're not going to talk about it in the way that y'all think um our sister Takesha who who leads um our women's prayer at our church on Tuesdays and Thursdays sometimes she'll be in in the minute but yeah she she um the other the other week I don't know if it was last week or the week before. It was one of the weeks. I don't know. Mm -hmm. But we were just, you know, having our sisterly FaceTime conversations, you know, the, the way we do. Now, y'all, we tell y'all that y'all, this podcast is literally y'all getting a sneak peek into our FaceTime calls. This is all this is. It ain't nothing fancy. I know I got this microphone because I just like the way my voice sounds. But really, y'all just a part of our FaceTime calls. This, this is what this is. This is like the stuff we be saying on this podcast is everyday conversation with us like our conversations go from you know what food we eat to you know marriage things to tiffany making a worship song like literally that was one of our podcasts one day like that was one of our facetime calls one day tiffany made a whole worship song like takisha gave her the lyrics and she just went from there we was like wait how does what what is happening right now like what is going on so y'all really are a part of the family this is really how we roll every single day. 
like no lie, no cap. This is this is what we do every single day. And so I think last week I was talking to Takesha and she said something and I was like, wait, now, wait a minute. She said, I think I've been trauma bonding with God. And I'm like, wait, 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 wait. Let, let's re, let's rewind that sentence because that was a lot. Um, I'm gonna need for some clarity. And so when she comes on, she's definitely gonna explain it a lot better than I can. But I just wanna, I just because not everybody knows what the word trauma bonding means. And I know it's a hot topic, it's a new word that everybody's using. Yeah, trauma bonding, trauma bonding. But do we even know what it means? Like, do we do we understand what trauma bonding is? And depending on who you talk to, the definition's gonna be different. So let's just let's just look it up real quick. Hold on, y'all. Let me let me get it. Trauma bonding. I got the definition. Oh, well, go ahead, Tiff. What's the definition of trauma bonding? Trauma bonding, according to choosingtherapy.com, trauma bonding happens when an abuser uses manipulation tactics and cycles of abuse to make the victim feel the de- dependent on them for care and validation causing a strong attachment or bond Mm. Um, so that's like the clinical definition of trauma bonding it's not the cultural definition that we use it though it's different the way we use it in like everyday life here in America. Um, because here in America, when we say trauma bonding, a lot of times what we're referring to is um, people in relationships or friendships that bond over trauma. So maybe they've both been abused. So now they that they have this codependency mm-hmm. on each other. And so we got we got our clubhouse audience. Hey y'all, what's going on today? We are talking about trauma bonding. With God, and so culturally, um, when we say the phrase trauma bonding, we're talking about dysfunctional relationships. We're talking about uh, relationships that that don't really have a stable foundation, but that are built on you know shared trauma. And so when we say trauma bonding, we don't necessarily mean the clinical aspect of it because that's different. Um, we can't say we're trauma bonding with God and then the definition that we're using is abuse. We're like, wait, no, no, no. That's not what we meant, y'all. God is not abusing us and we love him for it. That's not that's not how this works. Um, but what we are saying is that sometimes when we come to Christ, sometimes when we say that we accept uh, God Jesus as our Lord and Savior, we do so because of trauma, not necessarily because it's a decision that we wanted to make in that moment. But a lot of times what happens is we get into the mindset that, okay, all this bad stuff is happening. So I might as well, you know, try this God thing, or I might as well get my life together now when in reality, we should have been getting our life together all along. Like, that's just what we should have been doing. Like, we should have been living for Christ all alone. Hey, Cousin Cheryl, uh, we should have been doing that all alone. And so today we are going to talk about what it means to trauma bond with God. Because if we're honest, a lot of us have done it or are doing it. Let's just let's just be honest. If we're honest, a lot of us um, have a trauma bond with God. A lot of us are are loving on God because of trauma, not necessarily because his his son died for us. And of course, that's one part of it. But a lot, some of us come to God simply because 
of a traumatic experience. Some of us come to God simply because this this thing happened and we don't know what else to do. And so, Tiff, I know you got notes over there. So hit me with it. What you got over there? You know, I really don't have any Y'all, notes. this is the God first time in history that Tiffany does not have notes. I am scared because that means that the Lord is going to talk to her in real time. And I don't know what's going to happen. So let's give this disclaimer. So in Womb Prep, we always give this disclaimer when Tiffany be going off on people. So I'm giving y'all this disclaimer <laughs> on DCBG. Whatever comes out of Tiffany's mouth after this, I am not responsible for. Take it up with your daddy because your, your daddy be talking to Tiffany in a certain way. And so I'm just going to let her go because I don't know what's about to happen. Tiffany is about to go off. And so go, go ahead, sis. Like we finna get our whole life. I just want y'all to know. So basically, um, well, last night in church, God was like, the children of Israel had a trauma bond with the people of Egypt. Ooh, and I was like, okay. And he was like, that's the reason why they wanted to go back so bad. That's the reason why, like, every time something happened, they were like, well, we could just go back to Egypt because we didn't have to deal with this. And mm -hmm. it's because they were, they were basically that definition that I read. Egypt was their abuser. Yeah. And they were used to being abused. Yeah. And manipulated and um you know controlled mm -hmm. and you know probably gaslighted a little bit, you know what I'm oh, saying? Oh, they were they definitely had to be gaslighted. I don't see that going any other way. Yeah. All of that. And I didn't think about that. He was like and that's the reason why they wanted to always go back to Egypt all the time. Oh, Tiffany got the got the music going. Okay. <laughs> got a large Do your thing then. Got a whole but presentation. He was just like, that's the reason why. So we are so accustomed to our pain. That's why deliverance is so hard because sometimes pain is normal in our lives because that's what we're told. If you ain't going through nothing, you ain't, you know, you ain't living. And not to say that you won't go through anything because, you know, God said in this world, there will be trials and, and you know, and tribulations, mm -hmm. but he's overcome the world. And that's what we need to, we, we don't stick with that overcoming part. We just continue to just look at the trials and tribulations. Well, I'm going through this and I'm going through that. And then when we're going through it, Yes, we are to call on God, but that's not the only time that he should hear from you. Exactly. Is when you are going through. Because when you're wanting him to like, okay, I need you to get me out of this. I need you to save me. And that's the that's how the children of Israel did God through the whole entire time through the wilderness. Mind you, you know what I'm saying? Like, okay, he delivered, they prayed for him to deliver them out of Egypt. He did that. They get out and things are uncomfortable. Then it's like, we want to go back. I'd rather go back to my abuser than be out here. So he provides for them. They want food. He gives them manna. They want quail. You know, he gives that to them. You know, but every little thing that went wrong, they always want to resort back. Moses was in the mountain getting the law. They were down there creating the golden calf. But mm. then as soon as God came with his judgment, as soon as there was a form of trauma there, then they're like, oh, no, 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 we want to, 
we want to make sure that you know we, we want to get back into your good graces and, and we don't want that to happen moses pray for us you know stand on you know talk to god for us on our behalf and to help us out of this but they were so used to trauma that they wasn't allowing god to be god Mm. And it wait, wait, wait. You're not finna just go past that. No, ma'am. You, you're not finna just skate past that little phrase. They were so used to trauma. Say it again. They were so used to trauma. They was not allowing God to be God. Child. How many of us does that sound like? Right. We so used to being abused mentally, physically, whatever. We're so used to, you know, the enemy using us. That we don't even allow God to be God. We don't even, we don't even allow God to do what it is that He said He's gonna do because mm -hmm. we think we think it's not gonna work anyway, because nothing else has worked this far. So this not gonna work anyway. So you know, it's whatever. Like I, I believe God and all. So listen, and the Lord literally just said this. The reason why a lot of people are going to new age spirituality is because of trauma bonds. Wow. The reason people are, are doing the crystals and the yoga and the saging, that's a trauma bond. Because since since God, you didn't you didn't come through like I, I thought you were gonna come through. So I'm finna bond with this other thing now. I'm finna go with this other thing now. Because it seems better. When in reality, that thing is going to kill them. Mm. it's literally killing them but because of the trauma bond and because it seems like that thing is working because it seems like with the sage and the crystals and all that it seems like you know that 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 power is working and so they don't understand what's going on behind the scenes. They don't understand how the enemy is like, yes, we got him. Yes, let's go. They don't understand how the enemy is like, hey, coach. They don't understand how the enemy is like, come on, let's go with these trauma bonds. Come on. So that's why when people start saging, they start doing the crystals. That's a trauma bond. They, they go to those things out of trauma. They're looking for a source out of the Holy Spirit because of trauma. And because they don't understand how God really works, they think that God is the bad thing and the other things are good. When really it's reverse. When really it's, it's that even though it looks like God isn't coming through in this moment, the, all that saging and the crystals, it, it, it may come through. <laughs> Tiffany, your music is killing me right now. I just... <laughs> I just, what uh, is happening? It's my alarm. And so I have it connected to Spotify. Sorry, guys. We have oh. some um, this is one of them. <laughs> I have my alarm set up to Spotify. So when I'm waking up, I'm waking up to worship, you know. And yes, I mean, guys, I bet I you that gets you up for real. Because, child. It do, but honey, it be scaring me sometimes. I'm like, wait a minute, Kurt. You know what I'm saying? You coming in hot. Coming in hot. But yeah, yeah so so when people are 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 looking for all these alternative spiritual things, it's because of trauma and because they don't understand how God operates. They don't understand the character of God. And so if you don't understand that God is a good God regardless, if you don't understand that 
that regardless of what is happening, regardless of what it looks like, that God is still good. If you don't have that understanding, then yeah, the sage looks better. Yeah, the crystals look better because it looks like those things are working. But what we have to understand is they may be working now, but there's something working in the background too. So it's not the same. It is not the same. So yeah, the children of Israel, they, 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 they created these trauma bonds. Because they they didn't want to wait on God and they didn't understand what God was doing. And that's just that's that's what's happening today. Yeah, there are our example. Like literally, like at first I didn't I kind of disassociated myself and then I had to think about like no Tiffany, connect yourself back because they are our example for a reason. Um, because he even gave me the scripture of second Timothy 12. And he was like, people take the scripture out of contents where it says like, well, this is in the Amplified. It says, if we died with him, we will also live with him. Mm -hmm. And some people connect that scripture as, um, he was like, that's like a trauma bond scripture for some people. Like, Mm. I got to die with God. I got to suffer with him. And he's not, you know, meaning it to where like, you just got to it's got to be all type like your life is full of hell like there's no form of peace there's no form of rest there's no form of nothing so some of us are sit here in life and and just continue to classify our relationship with God growing with the intensity of the trauma that we're dealing with and some of it he's like no 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 that trauma is not for you to to build a relationship with me that trauma is coming up because i'm trying to heal you daughter i'm trying to heal you Mm -hmm. i'm i'm not trying to bond with you in that manner i'm trying to heal you and then i'm also trying to teach you who i am and i think i just want to interject right there i mm -hmm. think that's why a lot of people you know, they'll go through this trauma type of relationship with God where it's a lot of heartache, it's a lot of pain, it's a lot of, you know, warfare and all of that. And then they they, they equate that with God's character. And mm-hmm. God is like, but I'm a loving God. Mm-hmm. Like, but, but they don't know him as loving God because they don't understand his character. Right. And so then it's like when peace comes and it's he's confusing. trying to tell you to rest, it's like, or when, when there's silence and he's just like, I just want you to rest in my arms. I just want you to rest in the secret place. And he's not saying nothing. Then now you equate that to punishment. God ain't talking to me. He ain't saying nothing to me. He don't love me no more. He, he, what did I do? And then you starting to be a over repenting person. Everything you do. I'm sorry. I repent. I repent because you try to hear his voice. And he said, I, I'm, I'm still working behind the scenes. I got you. I just need you to rest. I have no instructions for you right now. I have nothing that I need you to do right now. I just need you to rest. I just need you to be, just sit. That's all I need you to do. Mm-hmm. And I have to, and that say that was one, that was me because I'm learning now what it is to be, to be rest because I've been learning how to pull my sword out and mm. we're going to fight. We're going to do this. We're going to do that. And now that God is like, there are times, like this morning, I woke up. He was like, still set your alarm at, like, I want you to continue to set your alarm at four o'clock to get up. And I'm like, okay. 
So normally, you know, we're talking at that time. But this morning, I saw father myself dozing back off and I would wake up like, wait a minute, ain't we supposed to be praying? Like, we ain't talking? Like, what's going on? <laughs> I was so like, confused. what is happening? Like, stop the <laughs> press. What's so going confused. on? And I'm like, God, you're not saying nothing. And the next thing I'm like, doze because then I'm jumping back up like, wait a minute. Like, we're not. But I now know, like, he was just like, no, I want you to be up with me, but I just want you to just be. That's what it looks like to rest in him. Yeah. And the average Christian doesn't know how to do that. No, and we don't. We we don't. And when we I was um when I was thinking about this topic yesterday, um, the Lord said that a work-based theology is a trauma bond. Ooh. And I was just like, okay. <laughs> right well it work, is so that's it is it's definitely a trauma bond work yeah. work-based theology work-based christianity work-based religion is a trauma bond and if you ask most christians most christians are like i gotta do such and such and such and such so god isn't mad at me i gotta make sure such and 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 god is like your works are great, thank you, but that's not what this relationship is about. That a, a work-based relationship is based on trauma, because you think that God is going to be mad at you. You think that God is going to punish. God is going to punish you if you don't do this, this, and this. If you don't go to church five days a week, I got, I gotta be there because God, you know, such and such and such. And God is like, no, I love that you want to worship me. I love that you want to serve, but I don't love you because you do those things. I love you because I love you. And so our sister Takesha is here. Hey, boo. Good morning. Can good you guys morning. hear me okay? Yes. yes good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Hey, y'all. Hey, Clubhouse. Hey, hey everybody. YouTube. Hey, everybody. Hey, YouTube. Hey, Clubhouse. Hey, Spotify. Hey, Apple. Hey, hey all Spotify. the things. Hey, all the things. Good morning, child. Good so morning. we are we are just talking about trauma bonding. And the Lord told me yesterday that work-based theology is because of trauma bonds. And so, Absolutely. so you know, we we think that we have to do all these things for God's love. And God's like, that's not, that's not really how I work. That's not, that's not what my word says. That's not what I have said. And that's, it's not a thing. And so I know that this topic was your idea because you said that you felt like you had a trauma bond with God. So I just want you to talk about that a little bit. Absolutely. And um, before I talk about that, <clears throat> I wanted to say, to your point about that work-based theology is a trauma bond. It absolutely is. So um, I went through a um, three-week, six-session course with uh, Dr. Teresa Goggins through her mm -hmm. Open Door Mentoring Program. And during this time, we talk about things uh, dealing with our lives as wives, ministry, and in the marketplace. So we kind of uncover any everything. And if you uh, know Dr. Goggins, you know uh, that she is God's prophet. So she's going to be all in your business under Absolutely. the leading of the Holy Spirit. Right. And so one of the things that she said to me, she asked me, um, why do you think you have to keep performing for people? And I said, what? 
Well, and she said, change your mind and stand in the position that everything you do, you do it from God, not for God. There is nothing that we can do for God because God can do it himself. But when we take the position that we're doing it from him, from his power, from his victory, from his love, from his authority, we are already victorious because we know that this is this is us doing it from God and with God, not for him. Almost like a, if I can liken it to anything, almost like a show and tell. Look, God, look what I did. Is it good enough? You know what I mean? Instead of, Father, I am doing this from you in the name of Jesus. And that's a very different position to take. That's good. So do it from God, not for God. It's a difference. That's it has really deep. shifted the way I think. That's deep. Um, because if you think about it, when we say we're doing stuff for God, it's always I got to do, do, do. It's, it's never like a peace with it most of the time. Most yes. of the time it's stressful. When we have that mentality, most of the time, we're anxious when we have that mentality because we think that if we don't do this one thing, that God is going to be so mad at us. Mm -hmm. He's going to he's he's not going to love us anymore. We're not going to get blessings anymore. Like we have this screwed up mentality when it comes to how God operates and we got to come out of that. Absolutely. It's a trauma bond and it's based in fear. Yes. And the reason why this topic came up, um, I told you that I was praying and the Lord began to show me our connection, right? Part of how we got connected. And so it's funny because when I was younger, like a, a little girl, <clears throat> excuse me, we used to go to this vacation Bible school and I gave my life to the Lord every single time we went. Like I thought that my salvation was wearing off somehow. And wait, 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 wait. Yeah, wait, I did. Wait. I really did. What? I was a little girl and I thought that my salvation, like they would have a prayer of salvation. I would, I would repent and I would ask the Lord to come into my heart every single time we went. And I think sometimes, I think my sister Shantae may be in the audience, but I think we went like daily if I'm not mistaken. And so I was, I was thinking I needed to be saved every single day because I was so messed up as a kid. Hear me as oh, a wow. child. I don't mean I was 10. Okay. I mean, under 10 years old. And I thought that, you know, clearly it wore off overnight because I'm, I'm still feeling the same way. I'm still hurt. I'm still broken. I'm still confused as a child. So clearly it had worn off. And then when I made the decision to give the Lord my life as an adult, my Nana had passed away, right? My Nana, um, outside of my mom, is like the closest woman to us, you know? And it was just kind of a place where things weren't great at home. My Nana died. Trauma, right? It was traumatic. It was a very traumatic time. And I went into um, my auntie vets and Uncle Alex's church, their church now, but at the time, um, his dad was leading it and I gave my life to the Lord, but it was in a rescue me state, not a state of, oh my gosh, this is what I have been waiting for my whole life. It was a traumatic experience and I was looking for a way out. And so what the Lord showed me is that I had never let go of that traumatic bond that I, I ran to him with, which was okay to start, but we can't stay there. 
So once we go to God because of trauma, right? Many of us have lost loved ones. We may have lost uh, jobs or marriages, or we have experienced some type of traumatic situation that caused us to say, oh my God, I'm running to God and we give him our lives and we bond with God over this trauma, but we never let go of what brought us to God and accept the reason why we need God, the beauty of the sacrifice of Jesus Christ. We still hold on to, you know, oh, my Nana died and this is how I got here. And sometimes, unfortunately, we stay in that place of grief. We stay in that place of loss because we think if we let it go, then we're letting go of God. But as we are growing in the things of God, as we're growing in our knowledge and understanding um, of who God is, and as we are getting closer to the heart of the Father to understand that we are sons and that we are daughters of the Most High God, when we let go of the trauma, we'll see that God still stands. Like he's not letting us go because we almost have like a, a, a mentality like... I don't know how to explain it, but you know how like if you were like the super saver friend that everybody comes to you for everything. And when that doesn't happen, you don't think you have a purpose anymore. Like, oh, my gosh, who am I going to help? Yeah. You ever been there before? Like, that was gonna... me. That was me. For real. It was. Right. Who am I going to help? The fixer. the fixer. And we think that God is the fixer. So if, if we let go of this pain that brought us to him, what is he going to fix? And I can help you. A lot, sis. A whole lot. <laughs> a whole lot. Hey, just saying. But that was the experience that I was having with God that I never let go of what brought me to him to step into the fullness of who he was. I was still holding on to this trauma of losing my Nana and thinking that that was the ties that bound us. But it is not. What bound us is the love of Jesus Christ. What bound us is the sacrifice of Jesus Christ on the cross. And what bound us together is the fact that Jesus still sits on the right hand of the Father making intercession for us. What bound us together is that he called me by name. What bound us together is that he is the one who put me, um, placed me together in my mother's womb before my Nana died. You see what I'm saying? Like all of this was before any any traumatic experience that I had in my life. God calling me as his own was already established and set in the heavens. And so now we have to come into a place where we bring our minds into agreement that God is my father and he is for me. Even though, like Jesus said, in this life, we don't have many troubles, even though I may experience troubles. Tra trauma in this world, that is not the glue that keeps me connected to God. It is his love for me. It is the fact that he chose me. And I don't, I, trauma, yes, I can bring it to God. That that may be an opportunity to push me closer into his arms because, you know, we be running, tripping over our feet like, oh God, right? <laughs> help me, help me. But it's not the thing that's going to keep me there because God's going to heal that trauma. And even after he heal it and it dissipates and I'm all patched up and pretty again, I will still have a reason to lift my hands. I will still have a reason to go back to him. And so when God showed me that trauma bond, it made me think of relationships, right? We sometimes mm -hmm. have friendships because I had two great friends who I still love to this day, but we were tight when we were both dealing with baby daddy drama. We were all three tight when we were dealing with baby daddy drama. Baby, you couldn't tell us nothing. We were the three amigos. But I realized that we were bonded because of the trauma we were facing raising our sons. Mm. Now that we are grown up, we don't found the Lord. We realize that we still love each other, but we don't need to be glued at the hip talking about them. Mm -hmm. You know, but yeah, that was my experience.
And so, yeah, we did talk about that earlier, how there are two different definitions of trauma bonding. Mm -hmm. The clinical Mm -hmm. definition is when uh, a person that is being abused falls in love with the abuser. That's the that's the clinical definition of trauma bonding. Let me tell you, let me tell you, Okay. I know I came in late, so I am not about to derail all the things that y'all have done. Child, just start talking. (laughs) When I read that definition, I was like, what? Right? This is when when we first talked about this. Mm -hmm. And the Lord said, that is the reason why deliverance has an appointed time. Jesus. Because if I deliver you and you are not prepared or the place that I'm delivering you to is not prepared, you will go back to your captor. You will willingly turn yourself over to your captor because even though it was horrible there, your mind could connect to something. You, Mm -hmm. even though this is hard, I'm not out here by myself. And so if the place is not prepared by the deliverer, we will go back to our captor. Absolutely. We will willingly turn ourselves back over to them. And we will have this this, kind of like psychotic break where we think, well, at least they care about me because they feed me. I mean, right? They they beat me, but I'm still alive. Yeah. I could take it. It's not that bad. So the place of deliverance has to be prepared. So for anybody out there who's like, oh my gosh, you know, I'm still struggling here. Go ahead, Tiffany. That's the same reason why we don't leave leave churches and we're supposed to be gone. 20 Girl, years bye. Ago. Girl, bye. It's the reason we don't leave churches. It's the reason we don't leave jobs. I got fired from my job. I got a severance package, but the Lord himself fired me because I had overextended my time. We don't leave jobs. We don't leave churches. We don't leave marriages that the Lord told us not to get into in the first place. We don't leave relationships. Why? Because there is a trauma bond and we figured at least somebody wants me. Mm -hmm. And they hurt. I understand this place. I I, I I know the trauma here. Like I, I understand what's going on here. I, I know uh, how my husband operates, but if I leave, what am I going to do? Who's going to want me? We begin to learn how to maneuver through the landmines, right? Oh, I know not to step too far to the left on Tuesdays because Tuesdays are the explosive day. So I'm going to stick. Like we begin to learn how to navigate through traumatic situations so we don't leave because we think we got it. But I just want anybody who's listening to know that the deliverer is preparing a way for you. The way has already been made, but God, now God is going to prepare you that like when Moses said, let's go. We going like, you know what I mean? We're not looking back. We're not looking back. And one of the things that the Lord showed me as well is like with Harriet Tubman, that Harriet Tubman had to follow the way before she could lead the way. So she had to she had to follow the way of safety and escape and learn that route so well that she can do it without even like if it was too dark, if she was being chased, that she learned that route even under the harshest of pressures so that when she went back to get people, she wouldn't lose anybody. And so with us, God is saying, I'm going to show you the way of escape. And when I say, let's go, let's go. 
And I don't know if it was a historical account, but in the movie with Harriet Tubman, there was a scene where she went back to get her sister. And her sister was like, no, I'm not going, I'm not going. And Harriet was like, girl, let's go. Like, we getting out of here. And her sister said, if you try to force me, I'm going to scream. She had a trauma bond with her enslavers. Mm -hmm. It's better to be here than to take a chance and get caught. Though Harriet had not lost one, her sister thought it would be better to stay where she was being brutally treated by her enslavers. But Harriet had to learn the way before she can lead the way. And so God has already made a way of escape. So anyone who is any, in any type of situations with trauma, I encourage you to pray unto the Lord and say, show me my way of escape. Mm-hmm. And bind fear all the way. Like bind fear, like, bind your mind. All Actually, the way. Takesha, go ahead and do that. That's a prayer point. That's yeah, just just point. just do that. Hallelujah. Y'all, Hallelujah. just just we go ahead. I'm telling y'all. Hallelujah. God, we bless you. We bless you. We bless you. We thank you, God. We thank, thank you that you Lord. are the great deliverer. We thank you that with your outstretched righteous hand, God, that you are rescuing us, God, from all hurt, our harm, our danger. We thank you, God, that though we have experiences with trauma bonding, you are giving us a way of escape. Father, we surrender those places to you now, those places in those relationships uh, that we didn't think we could live without. God, we lay them at your altar now. And we say, God, if you are calling us out, God, we are coming out. We come into agreement with what you have to say about us, Lord. And we let go of the ties that are binding us. Father, we repent for holding on so tightly to our captors that we thought that this was love. We thought that this was the way. We thought that this was the best we could have. But God, we know that you have called us to have an abundance abundant life. We thank you this morning, God, that you are setting us in a large place, that we called on your name and you heard us. God, we thank you for inclining your ear to us. Like my uncle Alex will always say, we thank you because you could have turned a deaf ear and not heard one word that that we said, but we thank you this morning for hearing us. And God, we lift up our hands and surrender. God, we pray that you would give us ears to hear the sound when you say go. When we hear you say go, God, we will go. We will not hesitate. We will not lean on our under our own understanding, but in every way we, we will acknowledge you so that you can direct our paths. We thank you for freedom today. Yes, Lord. We thank you, God, for everything mentally, physically, financially, relationally, God, spiritually that kept us in bondage. We declare that today is the day of freedom. We thank you, God, for leading the way to victory. We are moving from you, which means that we don't have no fear. We aren't trying to figure it out, God, because the decision has already been made that we are free indeed. And so, Father, this morning, regardless of what it is, God, whether it was a marriage you told us to not go into, whether it is a job that you have released us from, whether it's friendships or relationships or or food or medicine, anything, God, that you have told us to let go of, drugs, alcohol, perversion, hallelujah, God, whatever it is that has kept us in bondage today, we say today is the day of our freedom. The way has already been made. Father, we will follow your footsteps. We let it go now by a declaration of our mouths. We say, God, we renounce it. We denounce it. We come out of agreement with it and we surrender our lives to you. And we thank you now for showing us the way of escape. 
Father, you, we will Lord. not worry about how we will survive in the new land because you gave manna to the children of Israel. So we thank you for feeding us. You gave quail to the children of Israel. So we thank you for feeding us. The children of Israel's clothes nor shoes wore out. So we thank you for clothing us, God, in the name of Jesus. The you were made their God and you gave them instruction. So we thank you for instruction. We know that you don't have a respect of people, God. So if you did it for them, we know that you are going to do it for us. We thank you, God. We got to read the historical account of how you even parted the seas for yes, the children Lord. of Israel, God, and they walked on dry land. God, we thank you for dry land that we are going to walk on, that though we see it on the right hand, we see danger. We see the trauma on the right. We see it on the left. Today, we declare that it would no longer come near us. Thank in the you, name Lord. of Jesus. In the Only name with of our Jesus. eyes will we see it, but God, we thank you for raising up a standard against the enemy. Though he thought he had us, God, we bind the encampment yes, in Lord. our minds that the enemy in has the name set of up. Jesus. We find them. We destroy them by fire. We take the sword of the spirit and we destroy them now. And we plead the blood of Jesus over yes, our Lord. minds, over our hearts, blood over of our Jesus. emotions, over our wills, even over our DNA, God, where trauma yes, seems to reside. We plead yes, the blood Lord. of Jesus over ourselves and over our DNA. And we thank you today, God, that the, today is the day of freedom. We thank you that today is the day of freedom. And we look to you, God, where our help comes from. We thank you for freedom in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. And amen. 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 And amen. 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 Hallelujah. Yes, Lord. Hallelujah. 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 Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Mm. Thank you, Father. Hallelujah. 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 We have to understand that God does not see us as a case study. Oh, Jesus. We are not these traumatic beings that he's just like, oh, let me notate this person's behavior down because I'm, I'm I'm trying to figure this thing out. He already has it figured out. Mm -hmm. You have a God that sees you and he sees you in your pain. He sees your scars. He sees your imperfections. He sees your deficit. He sees your, you know, uh, handicaps. He sees you. Um, he's when he looks at you, he sees you naked. Because you have to think about everything when it comes to God is always the original intent. Mm -hmm. um, it's never the state that you're in. And I think that's what we fail to realize is that because as Takesha was praying, I'm I'm understanding in agreement with the prayer, but he was just bringing like different things of what trauma bond is connected to. And just like trauma bond, what he you know, I just think Peter and Paul mm. and how, why would it be so hard for Peter to accept Paul as a disciple when he's preaching the same gospel that you are, but because you didn't walk these 33, these three years with him, when we were suffering, when we were intense, when we were, you know, having to hide out, you come in at the tail end when everything is kind of cool, you know, but it wasn't cool. Because Paul mm -hmm. had to suffer as well. 
So you have a trauma bond within churches to where, oh, well, I've been with this pastor for 20 some years. I've been when we was in the storefront. And then here you are and he done elevated you and I'm still where I am. And it's a problem. Because so it's a trauma leader. bond. And yeah. it's going on to that and yeah. we stay in the trauma. Yeah. And God is trying to deliver us. He right. is still the great deliverer. Mm-hmm. He is still the great deliverer. He is still, if we could get that, you know what I'm saying? If we can get that, that God still delivers. And we we sometimes think that it has to be this huge thing. God could deliver us from our addictions to social media. God can deliver us from the un the unhealthy um, bond we have with our hair as black women, right? We talked about that before. God can can deliver us. He can deliver us. He can deliver us from the spirit of comparison. He can deliver us from the spirit of lying. He can deliver us from you know thinking we have to be you know a god with a lowercase g in the lives of our friends when we think we super. That's what I say something. Well, we think we gotta be the savior. We gotta be the savior of our friend's life. Like God can deliver us from that. Mm -hmm. He can deliver us from watching 5,000 YouTube videos trying to get a prophetic word. Stop playing. Like God can deliver us. You did not just go there. Because people are hungry. They are. People are hungry. And and co-pastor preached Sunday, like the manifestations of the sons and daughters of God is happening. Like the world is looking for us and and they're seeking anything that looks like, oh, there may be some fresh air over there. It looks like it may be some water over there or how people are trying to take the light of Jesus, who's the light of the world and say, oh, I'm attracted to light. Maybe that's darkness. It was just masquerading as light. There was no light over there, but it looked different enough from your current situation that you that said you thought it was God. Yeah, that you thought. But not even that. I don't even think people think it's God because they clearly like I don't even think that people. But it's enough of a change. It's enough of a relief that I'll take it. That's mm-hmm. that trauma bonding. I'll take Absolutely. it. Absolutely. I know and it we ain't got, thing, but I'll take it. Right, 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 right. And we talked about that earlier, how, you know, all the saging and the crystals and the new age spirituality, that's because of trauma bonding. Um, because because of trauma. And so we do have some some um, comments from Clubhouse. So let's go over to Clubhouse. Let's see what the people on Clubhouse have said. So mm-hmm. Shantae, your sister, Takesha, uh, when you were saying that you were you were basically at the altar every day during during that summer camp or whatever, uh, like getting trying to get saved again and again, Shantae said, that was me when I used to minister to people on the bus when the kids were in daycare and after they left. I no longer had those encounters and felt like that part was over. Yes, because we think like when you when you are called by God, right? We are we are called from before birth, <clears throat> right? God, like every one of our days were already in existence to God before one of them came to be. And so the plans and purposes of our life with God is not predicated on one instance. Mm -hmm. It is not predicated on one good day. It's not predicated on one bad day. It's not predicated. It's not predicated on one anything like God is the God of our entire life. 
totality. You see what I'm saying? And when we when we fail to realize that, like Shantae is my blood sister. Like my like my mama is her mama. And you know, it ain't no, she called my mama. No, we got the same mama, okay? And so we have had very similar experiences growing up, but we have also had very different experiences uh, growing up, even in the same house, right? And so thinking that when God has called you into a place for a season, that once it's over, oh, that's all I had to offer. That's a traumatic experience when it seems like your calling is now that's a traumatic, like, it's like, oh God, maybe I ain't do it right. You know what I mean? We start running all these scenarios in our head. Maybe I said something wrong to somebody. Oh, you know, no, that was just the season that it was in. Your your relationship with God is not predicated on that one moment. But yeah, y'all got saved every day. <laughs> like every day. I thought um, it wore off. I really thought it wore off. But like, did somebody I tell you that or that? That it was a trauma. So not bringing this up, but as a little girl, I was abused not only physically, but sexually. Um, and so, and then mentally at times. And so I felt so low mm -hmm. as a kid mm -hmm. that because I felt that way the next day, it obviously couldn't work because they were talking about a really nice Jesus. They were talking about a Jesus who loves the little children. They were talking about a Jesus who rescues you, who loves you, where it is sunshine and caramel with this Jesus. You see what I'm saying? Two things that I really, really like. And I was like, that is what I want. But when I woke up the next day and there was no sunshine and there was no caramels, I figured, I, you know, it didn't stick. Gotcha. Okay. That makes sick. sense. That makes sense. And sick. if we're honest, a lot of us do that in our heads. We may not go to the altar every single day, but a lot of us are at the altar every single Sunday saying, God, get it right. Like, God, I want to be right. And God, I want to be right. I think what we don't understand is that even after we get saved, that deliverance can be a process sometimes. Absolutely. And we don't, we don't, we don't understand that. We think that it's just supposed to happen like this. And I'm just supposed to be magically better. And God is like, you're human with a whole mind, a whole brain. It's like, it's some technical stuff that got to be worked out too. And so I think that for anybody that just feel like, man, I'm always at the altar. That's okay. It's okay. I used but, to always but, be at the altar at my old church too. Everything right. perfect mentality for salvation. Mm -hmm. Wait, that's that perfect mentality salvation. Tiffany, get on my nerves. Because, I mean, <laughs> let me just let y'all know, understand my heart. One thing that I'm learning that God is calling me to is to the church. Absolutely. And to tearing down this false religion within the church that people have idolized themselves as the perfectionist. And the perfect people because they believe in God and God is on their resume. So, because oh, God okay. took me, he said, he said, because last night in church, Bishop preached on purpose isn't petty. I got to go watch that. Hold on. Can we just, can we just pause and have a Selah moment for that title? Purpose isn't petty and how many people in the church do we know that's saying this cute phrase don't play with me because i'm petty i love jesus but i'm petty like what 
it's what we do because we we latch on to like pettiness and even that word or even some of the things that we latch on to that the world is doing. Those things came about because of a traumatic experience, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. especially in our culture. Right. We will lighten something up in a, in the quickness. So it's not so hard and so harsh. Right. We will lighten. And that has bothered up. me for like the last two years. It has and really latched on to me. it. Yeah, but we latch onto these things because we don't know. Like Tiffany was teaching us, right? Wasn't it you, Tiffany, about the pruning? Were we talking about mm-hmm. last mm-hmm. week? Last week, the pruning of God. Mm-hmm. Like that's a part of the pruning process where we have to know that we don't have to be perfect. Mm-mm. That perfect self, and that's you need to write something about that. That sounds like a. Book. It is. It's a part because that's he was like. One thing Bishop was doing last night, he was taking us to scriptures that people were using. They were taking it out of context. And they were using it or they would say, a, you know, talk about a certain part of that scripture, but not give you the full context of what that scripture was connected to and why it was being said. Mm. And so, like, as you were talking, God had told me to go to Matthew 5 and 48 and how they say, like, this is in the Amplified, but Hold on, what's amazing is what's, what's in red, what Jesus said. So it's let, me pull it up because yeah, let me pull it up. My, my coach, my sister Cassandra gave me a Bible that got four versions in one. Okay. Oh, and wow. What kind of Bible is that? Wait a minute, coach. Where you find that Bible? I mean, coach, is you giving out Bibles? It's the NIV, the the New American Standard, and Amplified. I'm just saying. Oh, now, now let's hold on. We got to say this about coach. Coach is a coach of a coach of a coach. Oh, coach be coaching. (laughs) Coach be coaching for real, for real. And she will give you all of the tools. Now, if you want something, now let me tell you something. If you ain't ready to build. And you ain't trying to use no tools. Don't come over here with coach. Don't, right. If don't, you're not trying to grow, just just go into your little corner, okay? Because coach will get you. Because when you come over here with coach, you finna get a hammer out. You finna get a sword out. Nails. You finna measure some stuff. You finna do a whole lot of things with a lot yeah. of tools. So if that ain't your life, you you might want to stay over there with the. Uh, you know, the people to just blow up some and just throw it on out there. So y'all yeah, know how Cassandra is, is, right? She's on Clubhouse and she got the little emoji with the eyes. <laughs> she gave it to me last year at the Great Exchange. She gave it to me last year at the Great Exchange. And it was something I said in passing. I was like, yo, I don't even have a Bible anymore. And oh, the Great Exchange yeah. was a few months after, you know, we experienced the loss of our house. And coach was like, not only do you have one, but you got four, okay? Four. And she gave me four Bibles in one. And, and plug, the Great Exchange is happening October 6th through 7th um, of this year. She has a phenomenal speaker lineup. Uh, click on Coach's face if you're on uh, Clubhouse, on Clubhouse so you can get all the details. You coach, can, can you... Can you give me your website so we can put it in the YouTube link so that if people want to know more about uh, the Great Exchange, that they can they can do that. Um, it's so, a life changing yeah. experience. Absolutely. And when she says the Great Exchange, there is literally going to be an exchange. Oh, for sure. Literally. So. For sure. I'm mad I won't be there this year, but last year was phenomenal. I got my Bible. So what you say, Matthew? Matthew five forty eight. Mm-hmm. So okay. I'm reading in the Amplified. I'm a reading okay. there too. <laughs> Me too. I got it up on my phone. It says, you therefore will be perfect. 
And then that's in red because you know what Jesus says is in red. Growing into, now this is what should be happening when it comes to perfection. That's what I love about the Amplified. Because when they break, they kind of give you, that's, it's like to me, that's the action. That should be what mm-hmm. should be happening. Yeah. So you therefore will be perfect. Growing into spiritual maturity, both in mind and character, actively integrating godly values in your daily life. As your holy, uh, as your heavenly father is perfect. I just want you to pause right there. Yes. It says actively integrating godly values into your daily life. Actively. Actively integrating. So that means it has to come together. Actively integrating godly values into your daily life. So every not day. just on Sunday, every not just day. on Tuesday or Wednesday during Bible study, but your everyday life, you should be integrating godly values. So the way you talk, the way you walk, the way you dress, the way the you way act, you the people you're the people you're around, the way you respond, that should be God God like we should see God in all of that. In everything. In we should say exactly what Jesus said. When you see me, you see the Father. Exactly. But, but that's a process, right, it Tiffany? It is a process. It's a process. And, and I think that as we as we continue, you know what it makes me think about? And I know Coach is on Clubhouse, and she can probably attest to this. It makes me think about um, Chef Shaw. Uh, mm-hmm. So Chef Shaw is our sister here. She is an Atlanta-based celebrity chef. Um Follow Ten Swallow Catering all over social media and find her Chef Shaw on Instagram. But Chef Shaw has pulled us into a place of eating more raw foods. Mm -hmm. It is an integration. So what she had us starting out with is three days of raw. We integrated the raw lifestyle into our daily lives. So into our weeks, it wasn't like she said, quick cold turkey. That's probably what she wanted us to do, but she, she probably, I, I believe that she wanted us to do that, but yes. she knew that we weren't really going to go for that. Yes. So she was just like, I'm not even going to do that to them. She integrated it into our lives. And then every week or, you know, she comes and she adds something, she integrates, she, you know, feathers it in to our daily lives. Like, okay, it's, it's almost like the integration is like a replacement. Right. Mm-hmm. Because we know that we still have the minds, we still have the hearts, we still have the experiences that we have in this world. But instead of me lashing out because Tiffany was late picking me up from work, I'm going to integrate patience into our relationship now and saying, Lord, in this place where I can be angry because she ain't call, she ain't text, she ain't say nothing. And she knows she's my only way. I'm going to integrate your peace because I want to be like you. I'm going to integrate your patience because I want to be like you. I'm going to integrate your love. And integration is an action word, mm-hmm. right? It is it's an action word. It's something that we actually have to do. It's the replacement of one thing over another. Sometimes integration comes in just to better a process, but sometimes integration has to come in to replace a process. So maybe mm-hmm. like at work, right? You may have a new system for phone calls and you may still be on it in the morning, but they'll integrate that new system in the afternoon to see how seamless. And if it doesn't work, guess what? We still have the old process. We can go back to that until we perfect this. And with God, he doesn't want us to go back to the old way. He's like, integrate me and keep me there. Don't go back to your old way. Don't go back to the trauma, which causes you to respond, because that's when we don't respond well. It's because of a traumatic experience, right? Mm -hmm. We go back and say, they wasn't responding. 
they ain't respond well, I ain't gonna respond well. I'm gonna take, you know, so it's that kind of thing. You know what I mean? Oh, you know what, Takesha? That's where the whole I'm a match their energy comes from. Child, oh, I was a fly matcher. I was a match your fly matcher. <laughs> that, that was the girl. Baby, I didn't even wait for you to get fly. I'm, I got you. No. Check me. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a match what I think yeah. you're thinking. See, I have always been the opposite because I'm anti-conflict anyway. Like just, okay, just naturally, I don't like conflict. So I'm gonna let you have it. Like whatever. See, I don't loud. like conflict. I don't like conflict, but I'm not the one who's gonna run from it. Oh, you can get this heat. Mm-mm. I mean, today, I wouldn't say that I was running. I'm just not gonna engage with it most of the time. Oh, I will, now yeah. if I'm already yeah. mad, like if I'm at a ten, and you come for me, oh, this mouth is gonna fly. Right. I don't know that I would need to get to a 10. Mm-hmm. See, I have to get to a 10. But when I get to a 10, my ears get red, and that's how people know not to mess yeah. with me. Give, give like, me a literally. Strong three. Yeah. All <laughs> I need I, see, I, I could take a strong thing. I'm just like, you know what? It is what it is. I'm not going to Today, I'm today, it. today, my one through 10 is very different. Oh, yeah. for sure. Back in the day, give me a strong three. You, you, you got about three times to get sideways, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to help you. Now, now, yeah. If I have to do a come and say what, that's a not come and say what. Tiffany, mine was bet. Oh, okay. Bet. Okay. 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 And so we got some more comments on. Thank God for deliverance. Yes. Thank God for deliverance. And just to give y'all an example, I had to tap into the. I, I had to tap into my respond well committee. Now my respond well committee is Jerry, Takesha, and like when it's deep, deep, I have to call Coach. Like I may text her, and then sometimes I'm like, "Nah, Coach, I text her. Are you busy? Um, you got a moment to talk because I don't want to overload Coach because Coach, Coach is my coach for life. Like for life. this is this is a bond that that's never gonna be broken. Mine is, do you have the capacity to take this? Yeah, and sometimes I have to tap in because I need, I need, I need to sit under the, yeah. the pour of the wisdom. Yes. Because some, Tiffany trying to, she's trying to get her mind right. But last weekend, right. I had to tap into my sisters and like, I need y'all to pray for me. Wait a minute, y'all. Hold up. Coach said, Coach said a strong two. He said, turn the other cheek. I only have two. Hope said it didn't take that much, right? We we all know that traumatic because if you think about it, our quick reply to knock your head off your shoulders was because of trauma. When when you have been traumatized in different areas of your lives, it could be physical, mental, financial, like it doesn't even matter. You build up this intolerance to foolishness. You it's not even an intolerance to foolishness, it's an intolerance to I will never let another person treat me like that. Mm -hmm. And it could have been somebody else's first time offending you, and they may not even have done it intentionally or purposefully, but because of the experience, the the traumatic experiences that we have had, like Coach said, you got two cheeks, and guess what. Baby, I was graceful when I gave you the one. Baby, I was really in my Holy Ghost when I gave you the second one. But you can get it and you gonna get it. And the person is probably around like, wait, what just happened? Like, why did she go off on me like that? And it's because we have a traumatic response to this thing called life. But thank God for Jesus. 
that when he delivers you from the, that traumatic bonding, from that trauma bonding, from those traumatic experiences, he begins to rewrite the history in your brain. He begins to rewrite it so that when you are responding, Tiff, you can respond well. That even though your carnal mind may try to jump up and be like, take his head off, the Lord above all, the Holy Spirit is going to remind you, we're going to think on things that are good, that are lovely, that are a good report. God is going to remind you that that traumatic experience that you had at 10 is not the experience that you are having now. And you will respond well when you lean on my understanding, when you look at it from my perspective, even if their intentions were to hurt you, I'm still going to teach you how to respond well. Even if their intentions were to try to break you, I'm going to still teach you how to respond well, because what God won't allow them to do is to taint your testimony. And so even in that, God is still perfecting, like you were talking about, Tiff, God is going to perfect everything concerning you so that we can walk holy and upright, even when somebody is spitefully trying to use and abuse us. We will respond well because God says vengeance is his, that he's the one who fights our battle. There are some things we will only have to stand back and see the salvation of the Lord for, even when you want to take your sword and cut his hair off. Just saying. But God will teach us to respond well. And I love him for that. I love him for rewriting the history in our brain so that we no longer have to respond based on trauma, but we can respond well based on faith, based on love. And when we do that from God and not for God, that process becomes a lot easier and a lot lighter. Absolutely. This, uh, this is the result from if y'all are not those of you on Clubhouse. So I wish if you you're on Clubhouse, stop. come to YouTube real quick you so you can see over. the demonstration because it's amazing. Come to YouTube real quick. While we while they're going over to YouTube, Hope said, I bless God for showing where there's still some of that that needs to be healed, and he's doing just that. Mm -hmm. Amen. Coach says, Coach Cassandra says, thank God for the work of the cross. Hallelujah. Coach says, or what about when you are dealing with people that are acting out of a trauma bond? Can we respond well? Because we will come in contact with people who have not been delivered yet. Yeah, come in contact with people who say things like, that's just who I am. That's oh, how my mama was. That's how my daddy was. That's that's a traumatic bond with your emotions that you have. And if nobody ever comes along to rewrite that history, if nobody comes along and say, baby, that ain't, there's a better way. And you listen because, you know, they could come and you'd be like, you don't know me. Right. You don't know my story. We be doing that. We be doing that. Maybe that's where I did it for almost my whole life. And that's almost something my, life. you know, my husband endured. Like that was something that me and my husband went through for um, a while because God was taking me on a healing journey and he hadn't started with Michael yet. Mm -hmm. And so I'm over here like, uh, God, you, I, I don't have the capacity for him. Oh, that used to be my favorite here. words. I don't got the capacity. I don't have the capacity for him because I'm over here wounded. I'm I'm wounded. I'm broken. You got me naked. You got me stripped out. And I'm hurting and stuff from this healing that you're doing in me. And then this man keep coming. And But the thing that I love about God is that he brought the right people that could hold me up. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Until 
I got to the place to where I could learn to respond well yes. and be like, it's not because God had to tell me a whole lot of times, girl, it's not about you. Stop taking yes. stuff personal. Quit taking. And then even one time when I was in the Wise Wise Bill Clubhouse and Coach was like, you need to get some thick skin. And I'm like, wait a minute, Coach. Like, I'm Ooh. tired of people telling me I got to get thick skin. I'm sick of this. <laughs> but hey, I had that to get part. thick skin because now as I've shared, on you know our broadcast my husband has now side decided yes i'm i want to go to therapy i'm doing therapy now yeah. he's recognizing that you know people in his life who are triggers he now sees them as triggers and he's like i gotta set up boundaries with these people now i, I can't let these people keep getting into my in my way i can't let them trip me up but what if I did not respond well and continue to match his fly? Then I would have just kept stirring up that trauma pot and, you know what I mean, not allowing myself to heal and be delivered as well as being that example to show him that he can be healed and delivered the same way. Mm-hmm. So that, that yeah, you, you have to learn to respond well and have that thick skin, but you can't do it in your own capacity. You have to do it with God's capacity and that is unlimited. So if you try to do it on your own, you're not gonna be able to it's do not it. gonna work. It's not mm-hmm. I'm gonna tell you now it is not gonna work. You're gonna it's fail not. miserably. And I know that because I did. So I'm just saying. Yeah. Um but Tiffany should share about this trophy that you got in your hand because the people oh. are on uh the people have come over to YouTube oh. and they want to know about this trophy demonstration that you about to do. So so talk to us. So guys this is a trophy that I got from my baby son my bonus son so my husband has three sons and um so the youngest one i've been his life all of his life all 17 years of his life i've been in his life well me and his mother and my husband have had had a trauma bond relationship because we were connected to each other in the midst of her feeling like i took her man i took her family and she hated me and there came a time I hated her. And mm. my husband was in the middle. Oh. So he had to choose. And it was, he had to choose. Because she would position him at times to where he had to choose them. And I stood in all of my rights as a wife saying, you will always choose me. Because I'm your wife. I don't care nothing about who she is. She is the mother of your child only. I'm your wife. We are one. And so... For 17 years, there was a lot of strife. Now, I ha- I, ha- I see it now on this side that God was starting to teach me how to respond well because there were times to where I wanted to literally take her head off and God would not even <laughs> give me the opportunity to do that. And I have to say and be honest, y'all, there were times that where I would literally just vision me just beating her in her face until she just was unconscious. Are you serious? Yeah. Oh my God. And, and even when it came to like healing that part of me. So I'm, I, you know, I'm also part of covered by God, which is prophetess Tiffany Montgomery's ministry. And so every time we would, you know, we would have, we would fast the first three days of every month. So we've been doing that for probably like the last two years, which has really been helpful to me. And every time she was, you know, part of the, our fast, we would always, we would always have to forgive. 
And when we first did it, I was like, oh, that prayer's for them people. It ain't for me. I ain't got nobody to give. I'm good. You know, like, I'm straight. And God was like, yes, you do. And I'm like, I don't, I don't have no, no hatred towards nobody. I'm good. And he was like, yes, you do. Now, you so, know, Tiffany, now, you know. <laughs> If you if you envision taking this like beating this woman in her face, you gotta out somewhere. Yeah, but see, you know how you you sometimes you justify certain people that hate oh, certain Lord. people. Oh, she Lord. was she was I, that was justified. For oh, me, that was justified was just for like, you. Okay, yeah, you know, I if you say so. I put her in the category with Satan. Like I'm supposed to not like her. Like that's where. Wait, you yeah. not gonna just go past that and say you put her in a category with Satan? Yeah, because she I wasn't supposed to like her. She's the enemy of the state. I ain't supposed to like her. I'm supposed to just and and literally try to spiritually warfare with this her. Yeah, I'm finna kill everything that's within her <laughs> because she is out of order. And I was praying for order to come back into my family because God has shared with me some things of how He's going to use our blended family. And I'm like, how you how you gonna do that, God? This situation over here a mess. Like, we a whole throwaway over here. Like, I don't know how you're going to use it. Wait, did you say we a whole throwaway? Yeah. because Why did you think you were a throwaway? I didn't understand how he was going to use that. Uh-uh. That was, that was a mess. How you going to do it? It was so shattered. It's like, wh what pieces did you finna use? What? You finna use, any, can you use any of it? Is it salvageable? <laughs> like, can you put this back together? So I didn't feel like, yeah, look, y'all, I'm very, very transparent and very, very just, true to what i say these are my honest feelings i did not feel like that we were able to be what he was trying to do i i was like you sure about that for a long time <clears throat> to the point to where the last time he shared he was like i want you to write this down mm. and i have it on my phone what did you write down that he is um wanting us to do so god is calling us to do a, a ministry called blended one families and it's going to be a ministry that is going to help blended families and be I a supportive that. community for blended families. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I didn't think how how is you that going feeling to be that? us? You uh -uh, no, because I don't even like them. Like, <laughs> and just to be honest, you know, my husband has three <laughs> sons and three different mothers, so I ain't like none of them. It's oh a, Jesus! It's a situation. It's me, Michael, and the kids, and then them. But Did you say and then like, them. You know, you know, y'all are blended family, so y'all are gonna be a representation. How how are we gonna do this? So over you know, 17 years, it has been a competition between me and his mother because she would if I would do something, she would try to do something. Mm -hmm. And then for a while I just stepped back and I was like, you know what, let them let them have it. I ain't got no kids. That's them, you know. And God had to work on me with that by bringing me into womb prep. That's a whole nother situation. We're going to talk about so, womb prep on one of these episodes. Because I know people's like, what the heck is a womb prep? What is that? So we're going to have an episode where we talk about womb prep and, and everything that's going on over there. But yeah. man, too. Yeah. Like, so, I'm still stuck on the fact that you put her in a category with Satan, though. I like, did because that's I deep. felt like she was an enemy of the state. They were all enemies of the state. And my thing was, is I felt like I had to protect my marriage and my husband and even protect my children, you know, because when God gave me the revelation that, you know, I am their mother, because I was just, I was asking God, like, where my, where my child at? I'm taking, I'm tired of taking care of other people's kids. 
They unappreciative. They don't, ain't nobody saying thank you or nothing. You know, even him. You know, so I just felt like, you know what? You just mad at everybody. I'm done with this blended family. <laughs> and the crazy part about it is, y'all, I, I am raised in a blended family. Like, I come, I am a product, a child, a product of a blended family. So I can see how, I can, I've seen the highs and the lows. Mm-hmm. I've seen that it can work. I've seen that, you know, it is a necessity for blended families to blend and to be as one with each other. And so... After 17 years of battling, my prayer kept being that I wanted my family to be in order. But God was like, we, you're not, you're not going to better do that. We're not going to better do that until you forgive. And I'm like, I don't have to forgive nobody. You know, like I, no, did I don't this have process. to forgive nobody. So he's, he literally rose up the hate in me to where it was like a burn in my chest. And I'm like, what is this? And he was like, that's hate. And then it started coming to my mind and I would, he, and he literally, I had to say it out of my mouth. He said, now say it. He said, you hate her, don't you? And I said, I do. I do. I really do hate her. So let, can we just appreciate how God walked you through the process? I know you didn't appreciate it in the moment, but like after the fact, can we just appreciate how God loved you so much that he walked you through the process of forgiving people that you hate? That's the God we serve. Mm -hmm. We serve a God that loves us so much that he will not let us stay in unforgiveness. Because Mm -hmm. remember, the Bible tells us we we can't be forgiven unless we forgive. Right. Man, God is so dope. He He is. is. He's so dope. We love y'all. But but before, when my husband told me, because my husband, me and my husband, we don't do surprises. So he was like, but let me tell you up front because I know you are a crier and you'll cry. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, Brother Michael knows his wife. He does. He does. And I was like, what you mean? He was like, Nicole is going to give you a war. And I'm like, it's a setup. <laughs> so my, my you couldn't even, wait a minute. Crying, even now, you couldn't even appreciate it? No, because one time she told me, thank you. She told me, thank you for loving my son. And not even two seconds later after that, I was that girl. And, and you know, because I had talked to my husband about something when it came to Makai. And she felt a certain type of way about me saying something. And she flipped on me. So oh I was like, God. it's a counterfeit. It's a counterfeit. So I can understand that, why you was like, nah, this, yeah, this is a setup. I can understand genuine. that. Yeah. yeah. And so if I, if I went against the grain... And it was something maybe she had did and it was out of order, it was a problem. And so mm. I had to, I had to one day in the Wise Wise Build um room, I had to go up for prayer because I'm like, I don't know how I'm gonna receive this. And I don't, and I and I don't want to get in the way of God doing what he's doing in my family because he did remind me, I'm going to restore order in your family. Yes. And so I had to pray and coach brought me back. He, she let me know this is not that because even though he kept telling me, he he was even saying, babe, she is really sincere. I feel growth there. And I'm like, sure you do. Not sure you, know? you Okay, sure you Don't do. Don't be doing my brother like that. Sure you do. And Because he wanted to see the good and you know. Yeah. He did. But, you know, he's also been her pacifier. So I couldn't trust him either. Oh, Lord. 
And so oh. I was just like, oh, okay, you know. And she had even said it to me the day of, like, mind y'all, y'all, this, this graduation season, the first time ever that I've ever stepped foot in her house was when I went for my son's graduation. Wow. I have never wow. been in her house in over 17 years. Anytime from the time, even when he was little, I would always pick him up outside. Wow. I've probably been in her house. I probably can count on my hands of the houses she's had probably five times, if that, that I've been in her house. And that's because my husband wasn't present and I had to go in. But if he was there, I'm not going to her house. We hugged for the first time in 17 years. And that's because I had to release the hatred and that unforgiveness mm -hmm. in my heart. And then I got presented this award. Like she was crying and bawling like somebody died. And she, you know what I'm saying? But it was before. And it's amazing how when God says that I will, I don't, I can't remember if it's a script. I think it's a scripture where it was like, basically like what the, what the enemy did, he's going to publicly like, put it back out there in public. Like everything that was done in public, he gonna bring forth it back in public, like mm -hmm. on reward you in public or something. Yeah. Something to that magnitude. But, and it happened. Cause everybody that she has, that we have been in front of and all of this has been in front of for so long was right there. And I got presented this award. And so I have it right here by my desk because it's a reminder to me that God is restoring an order in my family and that literally unforgiveness was keeping God. He was deaf to it. Mm -hmm. He couldn't, he was like, I know what you want, but I can't help I'm you. I'm not, yeah, because God's like, hear. you have to forgive first. Muscle. Can you call yeah. back? You know, I can't hear. <laughs> not can you call back? You know? and because God won't there, go against his own word. He won't. First, right? He will not. He won't, he won't he will not. Word. And this is a trophy it says, in appreciation to Tiffany Dillard for all your years of dedication to Makai Dillard. And here's the thing when God does something publicly, right? When God does something publicly and he has it done through someone, now if that someone tries to go back on what they publicly proclaimed, people will no longer look at it as, as if the situation was you. Mm -hmm. They will begin to look at the situation for what it is and be like, well, why did you do that? Right now questions come up. Why would you give her that trophy and say, thank you for all, every bit of your life that you poured into him. Why would you do that if you didn't mean it? You the crazy one. She ain't the crazy one. You the crazy one, right? So I love when God does put things publicly. I love it. Yeah, it, it just always reminds me of how much God loves us. Because God is like, okay, you went through all this stuff. Now I'm finna show you. I'm finna show everybody who your God is. I'm finna show everybody uh, who I am and why I am. So, yeah, I love when God does public things. It just makes me so happy. Well, y'all, this the deliverance has... is going to be public. Man, listen. Right? The, listen. the release of the trauma bond is going to be public. Like the places and spaces and the people that once held you bound, it is going to be a public performance when the Lord says, no, free her. You know what I mean? Like when the Lord frees his daughters and we stand on that solid ground, that solid footing, knowing that Jesus, we belong to Jesus. Jesus belongs to us, that we are seated in heavenly places with him. Like it's it's going to be a public. It's going to be a public, public display of his love. That's what yes, it is. It is. It's going to be a yes, public is. display of his love. Yes, it is. And um, I have to just add this one little thing. Mm -hmm. 
um, one thing coach told me when she prayed, you know, cause coach always gives instructions. She was saying like, this is going to be like, she said, you're going to show her something. And I kept saying, well, what is that coach? But I know eventually it's going to be revealed. Mm -hmm. But the other thing was that it's going to take my husband out the middle. Amen. Amen. Because he didn't need to be in the middle. He didn't. But literally when it happened and she gave me the trophy, she kind of thanked him. She was like, well, I think, you know, I thank Mike for doing what he's doing, you know, but I could see, he literally was like, whew, literally like it's finished. Like I'm out of the middle. And I had asked him just to confirm. I said, do, do you feel like you have been pulled from the middle? He was like, yes. Like, yes, like, Mike, Mike, like, oh, Mike was yeah. like, I'm tired of this, man. Like, and get Mike me out of this. We were Mike said, Free me, yeah, <laughs> he was for real. Hostage in the yeah. middle of you know, two women for so long that you know, we all you know had one common denominator where we were loving a child, but because of insecurity, like, I'm insecure, she's insecure. He's feeling like he has to be pulled both. So I got to pacify her. I got to do this. I got to do that. So I'm trying to please everybody. That trauma lasted for so long mm -hmm. to where, you know, it affected our son, you know, in a way that we may not know until he expresses yeah. it. But, you know, I tried my best not to kind of reflect off on him but you know it's some things that he cannot unsee and unhear mm -hmm. yeah but i'm just thankful for that to know that but you don't have to live in it god can heal that god can he wipe can. it from his he, memory and he will and god he can will. wipe it from his memory yeah and he will so yeah i just that right there was a release mm -hmm. and and it and it's better you know and i've had the enemy come back and be like well, I still keep my eye on them, but I'm like, no, God said what he said. That's in that's in God's hands. Whatever happens after that, he told me, Don't worry about her heart. I got her heart. I know her heart. You just Amen. receive. And I received. And I heard her because she had called and um she asked my husband like about the meet with the trophy. And I heard my husband say, Yes, yeah, she loves the trophy. She got it sitting in front of her. And, you know, even in that, God, the enemy was like, oh, you worshiping that trophy? No, it's a tangible, I'm a visual stupid. person. So God gave me something visual yes, to see that. I hate exactly. doing, For real. Yeah, that's in real he, life. He be over there. Over there he be the doing too much. Yeah. Yeah. But you know what? Yeah. That's his capacity. You know, that's all he can do. Right. That's all he can do. So He's I was so like, dumb. no, I, that's my reminder that God is, is, is working. Yes. That God is a restorer. That's a reminder that he's restoring us, that yes. he's working. Hallelujah. That, that is the fruit. Because I heard when I got the trophy, I heard Holy Spirit say, that is the fruit of, of forgiveness. Mm. When, you, when you forgive, you see it. Because sometimes we want to see it. We want to be like, oh, well, sometimes you don't get that apology. Sometimes mm. you don't get that I'm sorry. Some, You know, this to me was her I'm sorry. I'm sorry mm. for not appreciating you and seeing you as a woman in my son's life, but you know, treating you badly because of how I was feeling. Trauma. Yeah. Trauma. That's and exactly allowing what that it trauma is. to, you know, keep us divided when we were two mothers loving our, you know, loving the same person. And yeah. that right there. And so some people don't get that. And it's amazing that that's the second act of 
the fruit of seeing the fruit of forgiveness in our lives because my husband too ended up getting to talk to one of his stepfathers that he hated with a passion like to the point he wanted to kill his man oh, at 13 <laughs> and he Jesus. got to talk to him and they bonded and he got yeah. to tell you know tell him he's he's sorry but before he could do that he had to release him yeah, and forgive him and release that trauma. So we don't have to stay in these trauma bonds. You no. know? And that's that's the whole lesson for today of us talking about trauma bonds is to let y'all know that you don't have to stay there. You don't have to stay in a trauma bond with God. You don't have to, you know, continue to have a work-based theology. God is like, I love you. Yes. Period. In totality. And his love is absolute. And so we love y'all so much. We thank y'all for rocking with us on today. From For all of y'all that came over from Clubhouse to YouTube, we love y'all. Make sure that you subscribe to the YouTube channel yes. um, because, yeah, we're a thing now. We're, we're, we're trying to be a thing. And God is doing something because let me tell y'all, we only started this podcast last year. And the, the first season we did it, we were not very consistent. Like no. me and Takesha were not, but like, God, you do it? not today. Okay, next exactly. week, sure, exactly. Yeah, maybe. And then Takesha, you know, she had the whole situation with her house, so she took like months off and she left me by I myself. Was. I wasn't. I coming had to back. fend for myself, y'all. <clears throat> but I wasn't coming back to anything. Again, a traumatic experience caused a bond in like the calling in the work that the Lord has called me to do. I was like, clearly, it's over. Mm-mm. Clearly, Girl, it's, bye. it's only yeah, just I, listen. I text coach and I was like, Clearly, I'm in, I'm retired. I'm retired. I am. How you gonna be retired? Did she Can respond? You? Did coach respond? When you be saying stuff like that, she don't even respond. And you be like, oh, Wait yeah. a minute now. I got to me. She did that to me last notes. year. When I wanted to cancel the uh, the Journey to Motherhood conference, I told her and she just she just sat on the phone. She didn't respond to me. We were on the we were on the phone and I was like, you're not gonna answer. She was like, no. No, <laughs> she like, don't. <laughs> I was retired. Listen, but here's the thing. Now that we have had this conversation, the funny thing is, is that there are some places that the three of us still have that has bound us by trauma. Uh, there oh, are some yeah. places that the Lord is going to reveal to you. Like Tiffany said, you know, I didn't have anybody to forgive. God is gonna show you. There is some trauma bonding that has happened with money. Mm -hmm. um, there is there is um, some trauma bonding that has happened with uh, wealth, not just tangible money, but wealth. What that looks like, how that shows up, what increase looks like, what provision looks like, what being taken care of looks like. Um, so the Lord is going to expose some things um, and how we have bonded traumatically with what abundance means in our lives. And so don't count it strange when some things just start to unravel over these next few days and few weeks. Um, that seems like you were holding on to the end of the rope and you're like, I'm holding on, I'm holding on. And that rope is literally getting ready to unravel in your hands. But the Lord says, hold on to me, let go of the rope because it was never your source. It was never what anchored you to me. I am what anchors you to me. I am that I am. I am the anchor. I am the rope. I am the source. I am. I am. 
And so as the Lord begins to unveil those places uh, that we were holding on because of trauma and we weren't letting him be God because of trauma, uh, the Lord says, let go. And it won't even be an opportunity that you will have a choice of whether to let go. You are go it's going to let you go. The trauma that was holding you is going to let you go. Um, and so as God is, is releasing you from these traumatic places, he's going to bring you into a large place. And that large place is going to feel like you need to fill it with something. And the Lord says, I'm going to fill it with my spirit. I'm going to fill it with my grace. I'm going to fill it with my knowledge. It's something that you can't do on your own. Don't try to decorate this large place and don't invite nobody into it. This is a me and you kind of situation. And so as we move forward, the Lord is going to release us from some places we've bonded uh, trauma in the place of abundance. That's what I hear, abundance, that uh, we were traumatically bonded to poverty. Jesus. Wanting, wanting more, but bound to poverty. Um, because our actions and you said it, that work that um, what did you say about work? Work based theology, work based theology. And we have work based theology of how we will how we will walk into the wealthy place. And the Lord said it will not be by the works of your hands, but it will be by my spirit. So. The Lord actually told me that a couple of years ago when I was starting Halo Creative Services and I was getting really frustrated. Uh, the Lord said, number one, everything you have, I have already provided. I've already given it. I I gave it. Nobody else. I, I did that. And so, like, the Lord is really telling us that you're not going to be able to attribute anything going forward to yourself. Go. Your healing is not going to come because you went to therapy. It's not going to come because you got you delivered yourself. It's going to come by the power of the Holy Spirit. And he may use that through your therapist, but yeah. it's going to be the Holy Spirit that does it. It's not going to be anything else, but thus says the Lord. That's it. That's all it's going to be. And so if you don't take anything else from today's um, um, episode, take this. Let God do it. Let God be God in your life. Let, let God show you what freedom looks like. Let God show you what deliverance look God. Let God do it. I don't mm -hmm. care how much, I don't care how many things you do. You'll never be able to do enough. Ever. You'll never be able to do enough never. to be good enough, quote unquote, for God. The reason you are good enough is because God says so, and that's it. That's it. That's it. And so ask God where your trauma bond is. Ask him if you are operating from a place of trauma. Just say, hey, God, is my relationship with you based on trauma? If it is, ask him to show you how to, to, to have a a, re a real relationship with him where it's based on his love for you. Yes, yes, yes. Where it's based on, his, like he sent his son to die for you. That has nothing to do with your works. Mm -hmm. It has nothing to do with what you do. Yeah. It has everything to do with his heart for you. And so as we leave here on today, just ask God to show you where the trauma bond is. Ask him to show you what it is that what what trauma in your life has shaped your mentality of him. Yes. 
And so make sure that y'all are um, following us on all social media platforms. If you're on Clubhouse, make sure that you also subscribe to the YouTube channel because we got some stuff coming up. We're going to do a DCBG After Dark, and I don't think that's going to be on Clubhouse. I think that's just going to be a YouTube thing. So make sure that you are um, following us, not following us, but subscribe to our YouTube channel so that you can know everything that's going on. God has really blessed this podcast. Like I think the last time I looked that our um, podcast is for Spotify. We had 3,000 overall listens since last year. And y'all don't know that don't that don't really happen like that. And so God is doing like this podcast is all God. I know this is basically our FaceTime calls to the world, but this is all God. So make sure that you are following us on social media and you're also um, subscribed to the YouTube channel so that you can know everything that's going on. All right, y'all. We love y'all. Takesha got to get to work. Tiffany got to get to work. And I got some stuff to do. I got to. I had to get the doll taken care of. So we hey, love seven. y'all so much. Yes, yeah, seven. Oh, seven. and follow us on TikTok. We are yes, on TikTok on, now. So make sure you follow us on TikTok. We're, on we're building that community. Yeah, we're yes. building that community. TikTok and Instagram and now yes. YouTube. And so we love y'all so much. We thank y'all for rocking with us. Uh, we we know that you could be doing anything at 7:30 a.m. in the morning, but y'all chose to spend your time with us, and we do not take that lightly. <laughs> Uh, pray for us as we pray for you and we will see y'all next week bye oh, don't forget before we go don't forget if you want to be a part of the show yes email us if you want to be a part of dear christian black girl if you got a topic that you that you would love to discuss with us email us at dear christian black girl at gmail.com we would love to have you on here um it's real low-key real low maintenance we just we just be talking that's it we ain't low maintenance now I mean, low maintenance as in like the way our show is produced. We easy. No, we not easy. That's it. Just go ahead. Just, <laughs> Child, just email us, okay? Whether you want to be a part of the show or if you have a topic you want us to discuss on the yes. show. Maybe you don't yes. want to be on, but if there's a place that you want to, if you have an expertise in an area or a conversation you want to have with us, we would love to have We would love it. We would yes. Love it. All right, y'all, that is a wrap for this week's episode of Dear Christian Black Girl. We will see y'all next week. Bye. Bye.